All right, we're on episode two of Why Are You Like This? And if you need a title for your episodes, this one is Hygiene. You don't smell that? (laughs) That's the title today. So I think over the years, Michelle and I have had a lot of conversations about hygiene, uh, whether it's just like, like basic hygiene or just smelling good. And so we were like, this is definitely a topic we need to talk about. And we really need to talk about it because I think one of the things we've asked is like, when you're around someone who smells bad, like, do they know they smell, they smell terrible? And that's like a legitimate question. Mm -hmm. Do they know it? And if they don't know, what kind of friends and family do they have that nobody in their life is like, you often smell terrible? Or did they just leave a gym and they don't care? Because I've been that person too, where like, I had to go to the grocery store, you know, everybody's just gonna have to encounter this funk, like, again do they know they're funky so um i almost forgot my disclaimer the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect views and opinions of the host employers um listeners discretion is advised so hygiene i did something some people need to do and maybe some people like me shouldn't do because you know how i spiral about things and when i get in a rabbit hole i'm down there but I went to the CDC website. I went to the CDC website and found that what I thought was going to be a topic of a hygiene and just like people smelling bad is just like, there are people in the world who are dying because they don't have access to clean water and soap and can't wash bacteria off of them. Um, which again made me spiral into like, why do we have people here who just won't take a shower? Cause they don't feel like it, but I digress. So the CDC says there's several diseases and conditions that can be prevented um, or controlled just through appropriate personal hygiene and that regularly washing our body parts, our hair with soap and water, that is, you know, keeping us from a lot of, a lot of trouble other people in different, you know, underdeveloped countries are going through. So good body washing practices can prevent the spread of hygiene related diseases is what they're going to summarize all the scary information that's on their website. Globally, 3.6 billion people lack access to safely managed sanitation facilities, and more than half of healthy people have staff. Um, I don't feel like saying the we know the nickname for staff, um, which a lot of people get accidentally. I'm terrified of sitting in hospitals too long because it's that easy to get staff. Um, but that's just you know, nasties living in their nasal passages, their throat, their hair, their skin. Um, And a lot of times people could have prevented that by washing appropriately. Um, And unfortunately, that many billion of people don't have access to just the normal sanitation that we have. So showering before entering recreational waters, like who really takes a shower before they go to the pool? It's It's important for that very same reason. But yeah, that like that was something that was so scary to me. Um, I went and checked out this website, looked at this article from PharmacyTimes.com. The American Cleaning Institute and Value Penguin conducted a survey amongst 1,300 plus people in uh, 2020, which was very interesting. They did this in June of 2020. So in my mind, I'm thinking, surely people's standards have changed. 2020 pandemic, wash your hands, hand sanitizer everywhere, you know, sanitizing your couches, sanitizing your floors. Like we, some of us took it very seriously. Um, unfortunately, 
For this article, not everybody did. They took a survey of 2,700 U.S. residents living in 25 states. Um, the link will be provided. You can definitely deep dive into the results that they found. They found um, on a question, how often do you shower or bathe? 9.8% of those people said more than once a day. And 63.6% of those people said once a day. And then 22.1% people said that they shower or bathe every two to three days. And then 4.4% uh, people said they shower or bathe every four to five days or less. Four to five days or less. <laughs> Michelle, your face. <laughs> As I said, I was like, I wish I never looked this stuff up. But this this particular survey even went and looked at like where what what cities are actually the cleanest, like where people shower the most, where they shower the least, all that good stuff, which we'll get into later. Um, another one was how often do you change your bed sheets? To me, your bedding um, pairs along with your bathing and your I'm hygiene, right? <laughs> I'm notorious for buying a whole new bed. Yeah. And it's the holiday season. I'm probably going to buy another one. Oh, my gosh. When I had COVID, I will buy a brand new When I got COVID, I threw all my sheets and stuff away. And I, like, Googled it. And they're like, you know, just wash it. You know, and disinfect. No, I don't even want this in my house. I would have thrown my whole self away if I could. But the answer to this question, how often do you change your bed sheets? More than once a week, 3.2%. Every week, 33.5%. More than three weeks, 34.2%. Every month, 18.8%. Every two to three months, 6.9%. Uh, and more than three months was 3.4%. Well, wait a minute. Are we talking about changing or washing it weekly every two weeks? I would ass I want to assume. <laughs> But you know what, you know, I might be wrong in making this assumption. I want to assume that they are changing their bed sheets and washing them and, you know, putting that second set on of hopefully clean sheets. I'm going to hope that's what they mean. Mm. The other, here's the other one. Um, how long do you generally wear the same pair of underwear? <laughs> Was a question. No, no, we can't now. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't believe in infections. <laughs> what? That has to be a man one. We don't have that luxury. We don't. We can't, do that, we can't, I, I we can't do that to ourselves. I definitely don't. One day, so yeah. one a day, 86.6% uh, of these people in the survey change their, their underwear once a, like they every day, basically. What about twice? So I'm especially going out there twice. Yeah, I guess it just depends on what you're doing. Um, but that's, that's the best we got, 86%. Okay. Two to three days. This is disgusting. 9%. I'm not doing this. I'm not, you don't work here. <laughs> you are not out here with these soiled underwear on. No. I'm oh, you don't hear you don't, oh, no. Keep going. Keep going. I am. Where did they give you the answer? I'm answering me. All over the country. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the links. Four days or more. That's just It got to be God. 4.4%. There, we don't have this luxury. We don't. We don't. So what makes me laugh and ponder is the fact that for some, like, personal hygiene is so controversial. Like, there there may or may not be people in your life, but I think there are people in my life I have literally been like, what do you mean you don't shower every day? Like, what do you, what, you're not going to take one at all today? <laughs> I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying there hasn't been a time where I haven't. But I'm not wearing underwear the same day yeah. in the uh, 
in a row and and close same day in a row and I'm like that that that, that no I'm stuttering now I would say <laughs> what, I, what I have to peg on to that is like the criteria so like if if I've been in the if bed I all day yeah. and ordering food and, and, and I did it all the way through the next day I'm like, and I said Michelle let's go do something I don't know Oh, like, I refuse. I right. You like, would no, be like, let me take a shower. Late, right. And I'm like, I will miss a plane to take a shower. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> and catching that. Like, you you actually witnessed this. Yeah. I will not. So, I'm like, no. Some people, and I get it. Like, maybe you're, like, you, maybe you're going somewhere and you're like, I'll take a shower when I get there or whatever. But for some people, it's they could literally have thing. not taken a shower in two to three days and still have the nerve to go out somewhere in public with me. And that's where I'm offended. Um <laughs> And, that's and, where I draw. and this whole topic has been for me like, when should I not be offended? Because I'm irritable and easily offended anyway. It's like, now you cross the line. So the fact that, like, even hygiene is so controversial to me is funny. But we all have a different idea of, like, what's clean, what's appropriate. Um, one could argue if you're showering every day, depending on when you're showering, perhaps you could justify washing your bedding, you know, less often. Mm -hmm. Um, some people shower in the morning. I'm, I am a shower in the morning person only because it helps me wake up. Um, it helps me start my day. And, um, for the most part of my adult life, I was going to work out in the mornings then coming home and having to shower and go to work anyway. So even if I wasn't working out and even though my workouts are at different times of day now, I still shower in the morning to wake myself up. And also it depends on what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but I shower almost every day. I may have a day a week where it's just like, I really did nothing with my life. So I'm just going to throw these pajamas on and go to bed. But what happens when I do stuff like that is like, now I got this, this may not be the day that I do. I'm, I normally do my bedding, but now I got to change my bedding. Cause I sat in here funky yeah, or whatever it is. We'll trigger something else. Mm -hmm. So, um, that brings me back to taking care of my hygiene. Mm -hmm. So I was reading this article and one of the things, um, I feel like culturally, um, See, that's comes where up. I will, while you're pulling that yeah. up, that's where I will like, if I know I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to be a bum. I won't even get underneath the covers. I'll lay on top of the covers. I'll have my throat and I'll wash right. my throat. Right. <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah. Because you can't think about your hygiene. Yeah, exactly. Immediately. I'm like, okay, wait, I gotta be on top. Yeah. Let me sleep with a throw. Yep. And then the throw this throw in the water. Yes. <laughs> go from there. But that's like my little order of operating. Like, hey, just psychologically so right. I can wrap my mind around what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> but it all comes back to you because you want it to be clean and you want it to smell fresh. Oh, and like, you're like, I know I'm going to go to bed on this. Am, am I going to be mad at myself because I got in the bed under the covers after I worked out mm -hmm. and took a nap or something crazy? Mm -hmm. I have to the point been so tired from a workout and maybe it was like a weekend day so I didn't have to work that I was just like, I am tired. I have to take a nap. And mm -hmm. I just said, all right, well, today's the day I'm going to do my sheets and stuff. I took everything off my bed and just like, and put, a, like you said, put a throw blanket mm -hmm. down and actually took a nap. But mm -hmm. immediately, because I don't, I don't want the ramifications mm -hmm. of my nasty bacteria on my bed. Mm -hmm. But I just know everybody doesn't think like that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not here to judge people who don't think like that because mm -hmm. it's potentially paranoia. Because but... of that show, um, um, Married at First Sight. It was one of the couples on there, uh -huh. and her, she had this hygiene thing. She said, what about if I'm tired from the gym? I just want to lay down. 
<laughs> that's what her 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 husband had a problem with. Yeah. She, he said, uh, no. He said, can we can we work on a compromise? And like he's like, I can't um And it's not even it's not even like COVID related for me. Like how many times have you seen me sit on the floor in my living room? It's because I knew I worked out and I wanted to sit my sweaty know, butt crack on have, my sofa. I have, after a workout, I have fell asleep on, on the floor um, or on the sofa because I can yes. spray the sofa down. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll scotch I still have back stock and Lysol and that wipes part. and stuff. So, like, especially during the COVID. I actually didn't have a stock up during COVID. I just, these are essentials I just commonly kept in my house, even down to the emergency and the elderberry. I had it in my house. I was like, oh, it's a pandemic. I'm, yeah. I guess I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, I know it was a tragedy, but I was like, I didn't realize how ready I was. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm ready for a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but so everyone else laughed at me. Like, they laughed at me. You stock up, this is OCD and stuff like that. I did work through my OCD with a, with a therapist. <laughs> but with that being said, who's laughing now? The jokes. <laughs> Who was asking to borrow and have white salt and white? I know. I had stock for my family. I'm just saying. But. I digress. <laughs> so this Robert Schmerling, um, he's a Harvard Health Publishing. Um, he had an article through them. He has an article that I found. I didn't find it interesting, but I know culturally, like black people and white people have have the whole, which we'll get into later, the whole like wash rag and, you know, um, debacle and debate. But he basically said what I liked about his article was he he started the article with like, I am going to give you some facts, but I respect your preference or opinion on why you shower every day. But he's essentially saying we don't need to shower every day. Um, I know we, we frown at this. And I also have a theory about how black people feel about bathing and hygiene too, that I'll bring up in a second. But he basically is saying, now this is a licensed man. Like this is a professional licensed professional. He says, um, for health reasons and hygiene reasons, some of us as humans, we don't need to shower every day. And for some people, it does more harm than good to their skin and their hair. Um, you know, we've talked all the time where like non-people of color are just now finding out like you washing your hair every day is why your hair is so dull and so unhealthy. Mm. Like they're just now coming to that where I remember as a kid, you know, all my white friends or non-black friends would be like, ew, you don't wash your hair every day. We we already knew this yes, about our hair. Sure. Y'all were you're a little late to the game and it's okay, you're welcome. And that's what he's saying is like hygiene wise, we don't necessarily have to shower and bathe every day. And what I respect about his article is he's not in in ignoring the fact that um that we are showering. Like I said, mine was for routine purpose. I like that it wakes me up. Mm-hmm. But I also know if I haven't done anything and I haven't been sweating and I'm showering anyway, I I know I need to moisturize my skin. Otherwise, and that's that's the thing you just have to be aware of. If you didn't quote unquote need to shower, then now you got to pour back into your body and your skin mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So he has a whole article about it. It was very interesting, but it just makes me laugh because I know you cannot tell most black people like you not to shower every day. Um, yeah. And for some of us, it's beyond just routine. But he's basically saying, quote, our immune systems need a certain amount of stimulation by normal microorganisms, dirt, and other environmental exposures in order to create positive antibodies and um, immune memory. And this is one reason why um, one of the things I saw on social media a lot over the last couple of years that people were like, you're crazy, where pediatricians were like, stop giving your kids baths every day. And we're all like, have you smelled my son? Have you smelled my daughter? Like, but they're saying, well, they cut, you're washing away 
you know, their ability um, for their body and, and organisms by the whole like some bacteria is good or whatever is what they're essentially saying. And dermatologists agree as well. But I think what people have to understand is everybody's skin is different mm -hmm. and everybody's routine is different. And it, it very much is true. There may be some people with, I don't want to call them skin issues, whose skin just can't take that shower every day. Mm -hmm. um, but I just know for me, if I was one of those people, then I just can't work out every day. You know what I'm saying? I cannot do things to make myself funky. If, if Or heavy lifting. Yeah, or <laughs> if showering is going to, is harming me that much. Mm -hmm. Like something has to give. We gotta know. Um, they need to be aware of that self-awareness. Do you sweat easy? Yes. Like, is, that, is that something that comes with that? Yes. So my question I, I know you've got the questions is what was hygiene maintenance like for you growing up as a kid? Like, how was it discussed? Was it detailed? Um, was it different for you? Cause you grew up with, with a bunch oh, of boys. So was their hygiene talk different than yours? Um, and who had that puberty and hygiene talk with you? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, growing up with a bunch of stinky boys, <laughs> I just feel like I am with all of them, every last one of them, all play sports. They all feel like they're all American. I feel like there was a perpetual state of funk towards their bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was always a fight, it sounds like, with the parents about, like, get in the tub, get in the shower, get throw water anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, now, as far as I, I go, my mom and I, we had that kind of like that talk where, you know, like right front to back, not back to front. <laughs> and um, the, uh, I was, I had very, sensitive skin at the time so not, not like eczema or anything like that but I'm just like I can ra get rashes from anything or anything like, like like on my arms or anything like mm -hmm. that so I was just like I always have to be mindful um and have to use certain detergents for my panties and different things like that but I had like a bit of like a so how can I say this like a like a little psychological breakdown I'll say a family member I'm not gonna say which person within the family went to their house and um stayed my parents really didn't let like let me like stay overnight a lot, but then this was like family or per se. Um, so yeah, the it had a psychological effect on me because I was in the tub and the tub was dirty around the rim. Oh, and I had like a little oh. mini, yeah. I had like a mini so I have like this psychological thing I noticed about myself, even as an adult, like if I feel like there's a certain level of dirt I had to block out if I to help with O C D too. Like I feel like in my mind, if I can't get something clean enough, I give up. If I feel like if I boil water and burn things <laughs> and, I, and it still doesn't look like it changed, I have like this weird thing because of what happened in my childhood where I felt like I was I was trying to clean, but everything around me was filthy. So it really took a toll on me mentally and I had to work through that. It's very like, so it helped me like to be okay with seeing some dirt to not mm -hmm. let it consume me mm -hmm. to the point where I don't even want to take a shower. So that was a thing I had to go through. I was like, oh, I was shaking in the tub. I started mm -hmm. shaking. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know what it was as a child, but I know I was shaking in the tub. Mm -hmm. I would not for being cold. Right. I just have an anxiety attack because I was scared of the dirt. So, yeah, I had to work through that psychological attack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of poor memories that are traumatized because of that. But, mm -hmm. but that was the only thing that really stood out. I recognize it as, a, as an adult. And I allow a certain amount of dirt to be around me to help me mentally cope with. I don't like when people say I have OCD. I don't, I'm not going to speak that on myself. No. But there are some areas of opportunity um, that I had to break through where I, um, um, so, so fast tracking going on into my 20s, where I really was very um, trying to get out of that, that psychological effect of 
Okay, keep a little stuff, a little bit things, some things dirty ready so you can not have an attack or whatever. But then when I got to a point where I was like, have my own place or whatever, it was bad. Like I had like this regimen, like I was an old person. Like I was like, okay, I would have to turn up the door three times. I would have to, I would have to make sure everything was pristine. I had to make sure everything was folded correctly. And when it came to my bath and my shower, I'm like, okay, I couldn't like it couldn't be an ounce of soap residue. Like it was. I had to work my way out of that psychological mm-hmm. um, like stronghold, if you will, because I was like, okay, if it's not perfect, it's not right. Or I'll have like a little fit or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm in a be- healthier place now. <laughs> I can have things that are not perfect around me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it took a while. It took some therapy and stuff like that. So that was like a transition. Like I had like this thing where I, I can like shower three times a day sometimes. Like it was two to three times a day sometimes because I always wanted to be blatted up, buttered up, cocoaed up. <laughs> Hold up. Um, I kind of like my rigid routine, but I'm glad I'm like, I'm kind of free of that. I'm like, okay, life is short. Butter up when you can and shower every day. So I'm like, it doesn't need to be two, three times a day. Um, And and then like, of course, I still do my, uh, when I take a shower at night, I spray my perfume on. I love that. I love to be pretty and girly and I like get in the bed um, after the shower and spray some some my nighttime perfume on and stuff like that. I saw something on Twitter about that. It just makes me feel so good. It's just so relaxing, so good, so girly, so wonderful. So I still do that. So there's some things I still just keep in nice. my routine. <laughs> you know, if I do that, I'll be sneezing until I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I was like, let me try that. I tried that one time. Sneeze all good. night. I smell sexy. I'm lathered and buttered up. I'm like, okay, girl, let's spray this on and get this bed. It just feels good. Or I shower and wake up. Mm-hmm. It just depends. It's like I teeter back and forth with, um, or of course, or twice. So um, it's just, I don't know. It just, it just feels good and calming and relaxing. I feel like it's, you can always kind of treat yourself to a mini spa when you take care of yourself that way and take Very your time. Rub my, rub my own feet, rub the lotion in. It just makes me feel really good. Um, and relax. Like if I know I'm going to take a shower in the morning, sometimes I'll just like rub some um, lotion on and relax and go from there. Especially if I already took a shower in the morning. It just, it just kind of goes back and forth. And, um, that is like from inception to completion to currently today, (laughs) when it comes to my, um, my routine and, and from my childhood practice leading all the way up to some more healthier practices. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say hygiene maintenance was like very much, ordered i think it was just like it was just a part of your that was just a part of life like oh like do this do this do this but there was never which i i will say my childhood there were hardly any answers as to why or explanations like just do it yeah i feel like when i talk to my kids now i tell them why and i still argue with my son about showering every day like every day i think when he started playing football when it I'll take it back. I don't argue with him every day, but at least a couple of times a week now. But I think it's because when he started playing football and getting in my car and actually smelling himself, it wasn't an argument. Mm-hmm. I I may argue about when, like if I'm like, please take a shower as soon as you get home. He's not going to do it as soon as you get home. But he understands he is funky mm-hmm. and it's only going to get worse and he'll eventually get in the shower. <laughs> Elementary school version of my son, like every day was a fight, like reminding you that like, it's only going to take you 15 minutes. You can stop playing this video game and take a shower. But when I was growing up, it was, I think it could have been better. I think explanations could have been better, but I think the problem with my mom having smart children was she, I think subconsciously she was like, you'll figure out why, Like <laughs> you're either going to do what I said, or you're going to figure out why I said, you know, whatever. 
you know, take a shower or wipe front to back or whatever. Um, I feel like I didn't get the constant reminders that other people have told me they got them when they were little. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like someone else in my life reiterated the wipe front to back. I just remember not being home. I don't know if it was like my stepmom or an aunt, but I was like four or five. And I remember them saying, why are you wiping like that? <laughs> so, so I have this oh. memory specific to hygiene of like someone correcting that. I remember that. Really? And then, yeah. From front to back? Yes. I remember somebody else bringing that to. What oh, I, yeah. Front to, yeah. They were saying that. They were the asking me why I wasn't wiping front to back. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, so okay, I'm okay. like, I'm wondering. I, I know it was something that was taught to me, but I remember for whatever reason, I must not. And I mean, I was little, little. Like, yeah. You're so, a baby. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. I remember somebody like on it, like being on it with me. The conversation, I couldn't tell you, we were more girls than boys. So, and and then I don't know how much conversation my mom, you know, had or any of the parents had with my brothers, but it was very, the one thing I felt like I lacked in that hygiene talk was your menstrual cycle. I feel like no one, my mom didn't teach me how to use a tampon. I had a very kind of traumatic experience with starting my period. It was just in a time when I was like always fussing and fighting with my mom. And I think it was one of those my interpretation was I felt like she purposely like wasn't giving me any grace because I was being a bitch like all day. It was like a situation where like I had given my mom a hard time, made her miss the first service, get to church, it's second service. Uh, <laughs> you know, like you know how they get they wanted to go to that service and you know it took so long that she got a business service. Um we get to second service and I I distinctly remember telling her and she did not care. Like I remember she was already mad that I had the nerve to get up in church and go to the restroom. But when I was like, I didn't know how to tell her this, but I'm like, I think I'm starting my period for the first time. Thank God I knew what it was. And she was just on some, you better get some tissue or something. Like my mom did not care. And that was very, that was like traumatic for me and talked about it with a therapist or whatever. And so I felt like, I feel like even from that point on, there weren't, there weren't like any in-depth discussions about my period um, nobody told me that you can be funky as hell down there if you're not, you know, cognizant and and it's more than just your period. You can eat right, drink water, yeah. all that stuff. But we, I didn't have that conversation. A friend of mine, my freshman year, explained to me that wearing a tampon didn't mean you were or were not a virgin anymore. And the size of the tampon has nothing to do with if you are loose or not. It's just a matter of it absorbing more blood. And if you need it to absorb more, you know, more blood. Like I had a, I had friends kind of walk me through a few hygiene things that should have been explained to me by my parents. So I made sure I, with my daughter, um, that that wasn't the case, but I didn't know, like, Speak, I, like when, it comes to the, when you say period, I, I, yeah. I, I missed the period. Time. <laughs> but, well, the only thing I remember while mom, like at that um, time, she was mainly like, it was going more. So when we really talked more about it, my uh, periods were getting like really severe. Mm. And um, she was like, just don't go to school if your period goes <laughs> She got to that point because she like, and my cramps were so bad where mm-hmm. I'm like back. It, it was just excruciating pain, and I had to get 
um, medicate like the, the pain was so severe mm-hmm. and so I was sweat my back was sweat out and everything so, so she was more thing. of like the symptoms yeah but yeah I but, had no discussion but I was never about... allowed to wear a tampon yeah I, that's only it was always past it's like that generation is so misinformed so misinformed I didn't wear tampons until I was 1920 I gave my daughter the choice um and I, I'm not going to speak on her situation that much because that's her story mm-hmm. but I'm saying as a mom I gave her a choice and I gave her the scientific facts about periods <laughs> about tampons about uh pads and all of those things and why I don't that like this true. or why I do like this um because I didn't even know you know outside of whatever they taught you in class that you barely paid attention to I didn't know how long it was supposed to last so I'm thinking I'm done with my period and I'm going to school and I'm bleeding again or like oh. I I did I felt like I didn't get enough of yeah. um of that like one-on-one you know tips and tricks of managing your cycle for a long time I got it from my friends and that kind of brought me back to that question of like how is hygiene discussed amongst your friends like as kids you know, with kids, you're kind of harsh. I, you know, I had good friends who who just had better explanations from their moms, and so they were able to pass that on to me. But we were, I would never be in a locker room like thinking like, oh, you know, Mary is funky as shit. I should say something nice to her. Like I was more of the kid that was like, I don't want to hang around her. She stinks. Mm-hmm. And I, I really feel bad for a couple of of people I felt that way about because now I know like that person either didn't have a hygiene conversation with their parent or didn't know that they smelled awful and their friends didn't say, but I know, I know for a fact between those experiences in middle school and high school that several people were talking about that person. Yeah. And I can think of two people that come to mind right now especially that just that smelled awful all the time. But and nobody said and anything. The, and the nose fatigue too, that's the, that nose yeah, fatigue. Them not, or, or them not knowing. Yeah. yeah. And but so I, I, well, I actually had a loved one. I'm not going to say which loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, made me take a pregnancy test because um i didn't i never showed or smelled or showed any signs of having that time in the month oh wow and i'm like you shouldn't want to smell me number one and you're good and you should you shouldn't be aware that my cycle is here right there we go yeah so it was this loved one that um was just concerned like the summer I was there and I'm like, okay, it's a month, one month, second month. Okay. Wait a minute. There's no, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I have had it a couple of yeah. times. And this individual was like, I'm concerned, even though I was a virgin, I'm mm-hmm. concerned. And I still had to uh, take that test mm-hmm. and it just made me feel I still stuck with me, made me feel some type of way that, Which that that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't think you were supposed, I was, I guess I, I have, that's a testament to my mom, the way she ta- taught me how to take the pad, roll it, wrap it. She did mm-hmm. go through that whole process and just said, you need to put, you know, tuck it down and do different things like that and how to keep myself fresh during that time of the month. That was one talk we definitely got, but that's everybody good, was though. definitely like, pads, <laughs> pads, it wasn't allowed to wear the tampon, but mm-hmm. it was definitely like, I have to give her credit for that because I always stayed a certain level of, of freshness where you could never detect yeah. other than me being a crybaby and want to eat and like or yeah. either I, I either lost my appetite or want to eat everything in sight. So, but that was about it. But if you didn't pick up on that, you would never, you should, you should never know yeah. until that traumatizing event where I had to take a pregnancy test as a virgin. So yeah, there's that. Yes. And that goes back to like, was it, that's a conversation like your menstrual cycle. Yes. There's a sexual component to it mm-hmm. because it is, you know, a part of reproduction, but it was just like, from the hygiene 
point, I think women in some cases aren't as detailed as the implications and the things that can happen when you're on your period, Mm -hmm. other than, you know, we had old school moms who just didn't want like, or other adults who were just concerned with you're a woman now don't get pregnant. But it was just like, well, what about how do I keep up with myself or how do I have self care for when I do have the cramps and the whatever Mm -hmm. God bless. I did not have, I didn't have any of those kind of yeah. issues when I was younger. No, horrible. no horrible cramps. I really thought everybody in my life was faking it. Cause I was like, I'm fine. I'm just bleeding. But again, out. from pass a hygiene out. aspect, you know, it sounds like some people still kind of miss those kind of talks. Yeah. Cause I will, I will, like, I, I do remember the role and <clears throat> method wrap up role. <laughs> I saw something on social media where a girl, um, was either on TikTok or something and she brought up, um, is one of the reasons why I was like, I want to talk about this on the podcast. She brought up the fact that people will go on social media or go to school or talk about their family and talk about how um, they didn't do something or their lack of etiquette surrounding, you know, throwing away things when you're on your period. Mm. And she was like, do you know how many people are actively growing up without a mother or a mother figure? Mm. Like, so even if a dad, like a single dad or an uncle or a grandparent tried their best to teach a young girl about their period they may have missed that part they may not have told them like no everybody is so petrified by blood that they don't want to see your bloody pad so this is how you wrap it up so it doesn't look kind of gross in in the Mm -hmm. trash can and all of this seems like common sense to us but there are little girls out there that did not get like got a a a less of a talk than i got like Mm -hmm. got a worse situation so Mm -hmm. they're just doing the best they can Mm -hmm. and so she made a video obviously not with an actual bloody pad but she literally was like this is what you do Mm -hmm. when you take it off you roll it up like this and you wrap it up and da 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 Mm -hmm. and it's as simple as that so Mm -hmm. she was like instead of you know talking shit about you know these poor little girls like yeah why why don't you instead of assuming the worst that they're Mm -hmm. just nasty because they want to be um you know show them or at least try to show them and then if they're like i already knew that and i want to do it then you know you did your part and and, actually, <laughs> and that's another thing too like um there is a phobia and it's like a, it's like irrational fear mm-hmm. um of bathing or washing and it can affect children adults and it's more common in women than it is with men mm-hmm. so and they some of them could have that phobia like mm-hmm. there's a lot of different um factors at play into like either miseducation there's a psychological effect phobias and different things like that so there's a lot of things that work here that like you think about homeless homeless individuals there's a psychological effect there Mm -hmm. and they haven't washed and haven't bathed some actually don't care to they just rather you have many reasons yeah for yeah so reasons mm -hmm. um mainly safety reasons or they can't or if i want to go you know especially if you take a homeless woman Nobody wants to go to a shelter and shower in a place that's not there's that's probably understaffed. Mm-hmm. So their safety is in question. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I know. I wouldn't want to. And that's the uh, sad part because there's a lot of that's a lot of emotional uh, trauma. Yeah. Because I was like, because I just want to, I just want to bathe, but I could get raped. Afraid, yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you like I rather just be know that I'm be safe. Yeah. And <laughs> like, be dirty and go from there. Yeah. Which is so sad. Um, what is your go-to grown-up hygiene routine? And maybe you don't even have to give like details, but like, what's the one thing where like this is this I have to do? I have some weird. I'll start first this time. Mm-hmm. I have some weird um, things that will also segue into the washcloth debate. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I I genuinely don't. For a long time, did not like to use washcloths because 
in my head, I just was, and this is, this is thinking like when we're younger, before we had the Lysol that we could throw in our laundry detergent or any of the hacks that I know of now, but I just felt like, all right, if I'm young and I'm running out of washcloths, I can't use a different washcloth every day. And that was more of what it was like. I'm not going to use the same washcloth every day. If I know for a fact I'm wiping bacteria off of myself mm-hmm. and I use that same washcloth tomorrow, am I not putting the bacteria? Like yes. I really, mm-hmm. this that was my process of like, I overthought I a lot of that. stuff. I am not a germaphobe, but those are things that came through my mind. I'm so, a recovering one. For me, it just was like, if I forgot to grab another washcloth or it's laundry day and there are no more washcloths, I would rather use my hands that I wash about 20 times a day than the washcloth that gets washed just when I do laundry. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like my logic, that's my Mm -hmm. logic and I'm sticking to it. So my my main hygiene (laughs) hack has nothing to do with what kind of soap I use um, or the fact that I don't take super hot showers anymore um, is the fact that I use a different washcloth every day. Um, I don't, I'm really weird. Like if I'm at at a hotel or somewhere else, I hate using other people's washcloths to dry my face because I don't know how they do their laundry. Mm -hmm. Uh, More than just if they're actually like getting clean, their laundry clean. But like if they use too much fragrance, if they love good, they love Tide, everybody loves Tide. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I don't wash my wash. It's really weird how I do my laundry. But if I I have washcloths just for my face, Mm And they will only be for my face. So when they go in the laundry, I don't use, you know, scented stuff, whatever. But my hygiene routine that I, that I, no matter what kind of new soap I found or natural soap, I love Dr. Broner's, but I love, like, I'm, I try different soaps all the time. I'm always going to use a different washcloth every day. And I know I sound crazy. Uh, but that was just like my workaround to keeping my black card. Cause I really would have been fine with not using a washcloth. Cause the science behind the fact that I wash my hands way more than I wash a wash, wash washcloth cloth. makes sense to me, but I wanted to keep my black card. So that's, <laughs> I wanted uh, to keep. Well, I, I'll do another <laughs> myth buster. I don't always use a washcloth. I have a, a, a loofah. I have a, a scrubbing cloth or I'll use my hands. Yeah. <laughs> my, another myth buster. Cause, cause that's another thing. And then for my face as of late, Actually, no, it's actually been for a while because I've, I've been having this ridiculous adult acne. I've been washing, I've been drying my face with paper towels mm-hmm. um, instead of like a washcloth, nothing that, that can hit the detergent and stuff. My face is kind of cleared up, but still, I have this adult breakout of like between hormonal and different things going on with stress and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, it's getting out of control. But yeah, I, I paper towels for that. Um, the washcloth debate is very interesting isn't it funny how it is i just love how our people like don't like the same you know our grandma's telling us if you go out in the rain you're going to get a cold there's Mm -hmm. no scientific proof to that either but we're going to stick beside them right Mm -hmm. same thing with the washcloth i love that debate is so hilarious to me and we stand on it i'll hand wash Um, it a heartbeat but what we're not going to do is skip our legs (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's the debate i can get behind yeah you're just not going to wash your legs (laughs) So you just not you go, you just gonna let the water run down it like I that's why about that one. I can't do that one like I can't stick beside that one. Okay. It's like 
really i just feel like if people are really in a shower just letting the, the dirt just run and sit so it, the dirt has to have a stopping point like i'm just like is this how athletes foot born like i'm like because all, all the dirt just sits right there and they actually continue on and wash all the way down their legs to get everything i don't know like i don't want to get in the weeds with this with, yeah. with my mental because I, I can go there yeah. but I'm like, not, I'm, i won't debate it with you I'm, okay I, good I'm on that. i do wash my legs for several reasons um oh, i think man. a good like exfoliating your legs is so good for mm-hmm. you too um but i also wash my legs because like i low-key this gonna sound old as hell i need to stretch oh uh, my god <laughs> why are you like if you have lower back pain and you don't wash your legs that's why you got lower back pain you need to stretch in that shower you just stretch go ahead and reach on down and wash all the way down to your ankles and your feet and stretch in the process of that you're killing two birds with one stretch don't go slipping and sliding but But i I do i did find when it came to um shaving and that's a whole nother a thing (sighs) one of my sisters she laughs at me Mm -hmm. because i'm like every time i'm like i don't want to wear that i'm about to shave but (laughs) (laughs) that's a real thing that is me um but the thing that i found was when i exfoliated my legs more like shaving it wasn't i didn't have to like run through that mug like four or five times absolutely Um, so it's like y'all wash your damn leg it gets real (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna lie it gets a little furry during the winter time when my image of me but i'm just saying like during the winter you don't you don't hit the razor that much on your legs but i do lose foot and it feels good and lathered up and and scrub down and all that good stuff. I love all the butters and the scrubs and the smells and the new things yes. I can try. That's the fun part about being an adult. Like I'm just, I'm a product junkie and I'll try something once and it just stacks up on products. Michelle, <laughs> it's you, a bad you are triggering me from the incident at Target in Ulta. <laughs> oh, you- <laughs> I was like, stop putting stuff on your face. Please. <laughs> Rash, burn. <laughs> Immediately. I know that lady was like, this bitch is gonna sue me. <laughs> I slapped on my face, but I needed help. Oh my god! I almost burned. My, I had no. I did burn no, my skin off. I got a scar, very burn strong scar. Vitamin C serum on. Because she moves so quick. She was like a ninja in Ulta trying all their samples. It was crazy. But yes, the other thing I will say that's a part of my adult routine that I did not do as a kid ever is I floss. Um, and because you didn't. I didn't really floss much as a kid. Really, I used not to as a love kid. It. So I always Not, feel like I'm like I'm sticking something in. Well, it, it was seem fun. I like. I barely went to the dentist until I moved to live with my dad and my stepmom. And the dentist like was on me about like, um, I never, I just, I'm not prone to cavities, but the dentist asked if I flossed and I was very honest. And I was like, probably never. I was like, I'm no. And from then on, from like 16 and up. So I guess more than just adulthood, Mm -hmm. but I know we didn't talk much about like dental hygiene, but flossing is super important to me. Um, I really get on my kids' nerves and my daughter's nerves because I'll go grab like floss sticks and just be sitting in the living room, flossing away, watching Mm -hmm. a movie. And my daughter's ready to like stab me with a floss stick. I have, but I love to floss. That's awesome. It's so like, 
getting that stuff out of your it feels good it's like so oh my god i didn't even know you morning. were there i didn't yes. even know you were there like look at you i'm like especially over lunch break and stuff too yeah um because i was traumatized when um what did actually this didn't have anything to do with flossing but i didn't get a, a cavity until i was an adult mm-hmm. and i was like oh wow like now i like psychologically doubled up on the flossing and the uh, dentist was like wait a minute like you're, you're okay you're being rough on your gums at this point <laughs> like, we gotta calm down it was just <laughs> it was just because <laughs> it just happened you might have some kids like he's like we're gonna calm down and he's like you're doing a good job but <laughs> so sometimes you can overcompensate but but it is rewarding and refreshing to get things out of your teeth that you didn't know like people don't know what's there yeah and speaking of people not knowing what's there there's an individual that I know that had a rotten piece of uh, <laughs> a piece of what? Finish it. Metal. I'm scared. Oh. A run. Ah! <laughs> I got here. Sorry. <laughs> Don't make me ugly laugh. I can't stand you. We keeping this. I want you to know. Go ahead and blow it. was it like that like okay. i'm like it has to be your breath you knew your that's your important breath. too because your okay. your dental your dental hygiene is almost more important than the rest of your body mm-hmm. they say like it's i know they say it in commercial so it probably feels like a scam but it is very it's much disgusting. true that like if you don't take care of your mouth like you can put the rest of your body in danger and yeah absolutely it right? actually can cause actually can cause heart attack stroke there's yes. a lot of different other things that yeah. you can carry on to your i used your to body. have a heart murmur and they used to always ask me about it when i would go to the dentist because they were like okay if we're cleaning out your teeth and that ba- and you're swallowing bacteria we don't we don't want to be the reason why you die oh um so it's, it's very true like when they would see it on um on my medical records they would ask me and i'm like like nobody even hears the heart murmur anymore we're fine but i used to get annoyed with like can you please just clean my teeth like yeah. but they were serious they're like we but i knew it I, I, know, I know a bad mouth a yuck mouth will cause a heart attack oh my gosh. and for look and for the other person too because it's just you are a menace like, no. okay so my thing is this if you have rotten metal in your mouth and you, you like are going down on women same thing you better not even talk about you want to taste oh or anything my, no. else of mine that should be advertised oh like an std like if you know that you walk <laughs> if you around, have halitosis or you have the clap oh you need to have to report, report that cell. that's a hazard up to a health the cdc needs to know like because i'm like i'm a, i'm wondering how many women out here mm. with him not knowing this rottenness oh, in his mouth and and and, <laughs> and and he probably just flushed around some mouthwash uh, uh, covering covering <laughs> masking masking the rotting that's going on and went down on a, a victim absolutely <laughs> uh, this uh, is the episode of svu because absolutely. that's not consent i do not no. consent to yuck my head no I just wanna, I and then she's wondering that. what's happening the next day i'm like my stuff is on fire and inflamed oh my god so like i just that's the that's the <laughs> first thing that it. came to mind <laughs> in me like the breath situation and yes. and um you know, going into that situation, those poor, um, unassuming women that have to run across that. I'm glad you brought that up because that segues into just the last portion of more hygiene talk is we did the washcloth debate, the Mm -hmm. douche debate, the vaginal steam debate. Do you think that's really good for us? I actually steamed and it felt wonderful. Hygiene wise, do you think that's good for us? Um, I mean, I don't. My thing I is like it, it cleans, it cleans itself. It's a mm-hmm. self cleaner. Yeah. Um, 
And to me, I already have like a certain amount of steam that comes off the girl anyway. You know, my <laughs> You're stupid. This is a hot box, honey, in the freshest way. <laughs> so I'm just saying. <laughs> so I was just like, let's so see. Good. It felt good and refreshing and things of that nature, but like. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, that's something I don't want to add into my hygiene routine or whatever. Yeah. When it comes to dishing, um, I, I don't believe in that, those commercial dishes or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's just a yeast infection waiting to happen. Yeah. And then, but the vinegar, I have tried vinegar and water, like an all natural one, uh-huh. just like lightly. I don't need anything. Cause I, I, I have, um, through relationships been told, like I have a, a wonderful flora. <laughs> So, <laughs> I have great reviews. No, <laughs> I am not in the streets like that. Uh, this is in the confines of relationship. And so, yeah, so there hasn't been any type of like complaints. It's been a comparison from their past experiences comparing me to the experience with uh, me and saying, wow, it's night and day. The what, like, what are you, what do you do? I've been asked that. I my know that's a compliment, but I don't want to hear about That sounds nasty, right? Exactly. Ladies. That means you were yeah. messing with her, though, right? <laughs> so, yeah. You so, yeah. stayed in there quite long. <laughs> but I'm like, but I'm here to educate, and I'm mm-hmm. always here to help. And so I I answer openly and honestly. I'm like, you can give her these tips and tricks, too. You're probably still talking to her. <laughs> but when I was younger, and it's so ridiculous, because I know, like you said, like I'm a product whore as well. Yeah. Like, I've tried stuff for no reason. Like, I tried douching because I was just told you should be douching. And no. I dished a lot. Yeah. Like, and then I finally, I've read a couple of things where it's just like, if you would just eat and drink the things that you're supposed you to, need, it's, you it's don't need to throw it. anything back into your mm-hmm. vagina. So if, instead of Putting vinegar or anything in your vagina, drink your water, drink some water, Water. have some apple cider vinegar vinegar shots, Mm -hmm. drink actual, not the cranberry juice I'll be buying, but drink actual cranberries, eat eat pineapples, eat a lot of pineapples. Um, And I think, I I know that's been all over books and stuff, but I think like beyond like making my vagina sexy, like it's It's stuff that's good for you. Like eat the stuff you're supposed to eat Mm -hmm. so he can eat. I'm just kidding. I'm that was not, terrible. No, she not. I'm though. not kidding. That's no, literally one not, of my no. favorite fucking pastimes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Spread them <laughs> wide. <laughs> Didn't Wait, know you were that flexible. Uh, all of a sudden, I can do splits. The water will make you flimsy. <laughs> Loosen up the limbs. It's <laughs> terrible. Which brings I me drink. to... We've, now we've kind of chatted a little on the vaginal steam thing which I know is a debate or is it's a very trendy thing now but I was looking at this tweet and I've been seeing this and I'm I'm so glad that we're we're saying this out loud is this whole debate on if our vaginas are supposed to smell like fruit or like flowers or what mm-hmm. they're supposed to smell like and the fact that people who don't have vaginas have told us what our vagina is supposed to smell mm-hmm. like that cracks me up I just recently posted on, on someone I posted something on Facebook talking about uh, come with the non-scented uh, type of vagina your box and I posted I said it is supposed to have a scent but what is not supposed to smell like is fish if yeah, it does it run. is not if, <laughs> and if it is most of the time why is your vagina smelling like fish who did it yeah but but that's the thing but it could no, be hygiene no, or the man or like yeah, whatever it could the be hygiene or the, it could be hygiene and or, or the, the man. man but you or the man with the um, rotting metal in his mouth 
But most of the time, if you, if women are smelling bad back there, down there, back there, any of that, it is because of a man. Mm -hmm. If you know you shower and you bathe and you take care of your body and something's going on, but somebody PH probably don't throw off your damn pH. pH. And by somebody, I mean him. Because mm -hmm. I, I really... That's because it's supposed topic. to have, it is supposed to have a floral. It's supposed to have a smell mm -hmm. because those are, are pheromones that men are attracted to and it gets them aroused um, contrary to their belief. Because they've, to me, this it's just a testament to the type of women that they involve themselves with. Mm -hmm. If you continue to meet women and there's a fish odor down there, there's a, there's a pungent order that you you're not attracted to and aroused to by that means that's a problem that that you and you can't distinguish the two because you haven't came across a healthy vagina <laughs> oh that's the problem that's the problem that's problematic to me mm -hmm. that means that the quality of women that you date are just mm -hmm. they, they don't believe in self-care and hygiene yeah and that's as simple as like there's some maturity there as well because guess what i'm like you you have to know how to take care of yourself after sex and that's guess what guess that's who true. didn't have that conversation with me either i had to learn that oh, yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah. so well, are you dealing with a woman who still doesn't fucking know that if that that's the case, the case you know what i'm saying because if like, you're still running into that that's pro that's a problem like in yes. this big this big adult age yes. like this is okay no we and then oh, that's another thing too that that smell fatigue that nose fatigue amber and i were talking about mm -hmm. like we can we laugh because we can smell ourselves. I'm like, yeah. I if I know I can I can literally radiate. I'm like, oh, I apologize. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I won't get too. Like, I mean, get too close. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just you know. I'm still gonna go to the grocery store. At the gym. <laughs> at least I know. I can. I'm always... not walking around ignorant. But also, like, we're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Whether y'all want to believe that we're still in one or not, there's no reason why you should know I'm funky if we're at the grocery <laughs> store. I just want to. But I do. I absolutely go to the grocery store funky. I'm a single mom. I I don't be having time to stop and shower. I gotta work I out. I gotta go do this, and sometimes. But I'm aware. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's what's interesting. Like I can smell. I can smell my room. I can smell my towel. Yeah. I can. I'm like, okay. I'm like, let me just keep yeah. my distance. Sorry, yes. no, it's a little right. <laughs> but I'm not just like up around people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, when, and when I say giving the walk, the grocery store, giving the walk, I'm not gonna do all my errands. At some point, I will get my ass in the shower. At some point, I'm because you know when they they waft and that wind yeah. breeze, they're like. Whoo. Yes. Is that, I just, I never. Same thing with my breath. Like I, when I, when I worked either, even when I worked in my retail management mm -hmm. days or my office, corporate office days, everyone thought it just thought it was so funny that it was important to me that I brushed my teeth after lunch. But I'm also the same they person. They thought it was funny. Yeah. They were like, oh, she's going to brush her teeth. Like, What's wrong with that? I'm sorry. Because it's mouth. rude to have. Yes. <laughs> because rude. at the same time, I'm, I, I'll probably have Chinese or Thai or Vietnamese food like two or, two or three times a week. Do you want me to not brush my teeth? Do you want these problems? That sounds good, by the way. I know. That's not going to But yes, like hygiene all the way around. Um, amazing. To me, is it's personal for me. Like I do it for myself, mm -hmm. but I also do, do it, it for, other. for other people. Sharing which is sharing. what thank you when i used to be a substitute teacher i would come home and lecture my kids for no reason they didn't do nothing wrong they don't stink nothing i would just be like when i tell you to get in the shower you get in the shower when i tell you to brush your teeth you brush your teeth because i've been around these kids and their parents clearly don't care what they do i've been around musty ass kids all day and they're cute and i feel bad because i want them to get the hell away from me because they stink 
And so I tell them, like, you don't do that to people. You shower and you go to school and respect your teacher and do what she says, but also keep your funky ass out of her face. Oh, like, if babies, you did it, you know. Right. That's why teachers need all those wives. Man. Oh, and that's why a lot of teachers at a certain, certain, not a lot of teachers, and I am not saying teachers should do this, but there are some super kind teachers who have, and my my mom is one of them. Um, She keeps them in her office, in her PE office, who keep hygiene type stuff for their kids. And I tell my son, you know, no matter where we are in life, we always, I teach them all the time to give to people. When he was little, he used to ask me why we got to give so-and-so a ride. And I was like, because it's a nice thing to do. And if you need a ride, I hope somebody will do that for you. Mm -hmm. So I tell my son every year when we're doing back to school or it's just time to re-up school supplies, you know, he's got to have a towel or flip-flops for shower stuff. I send him with spray-on deodorant. And I tell him, like, you ain't got to make it a big deal. You can just say, hey, if you need deodorant, it's here. He always has two cans because y'all should not be walking around your school funky. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, like, not just for pride, but, like, we don't pay teachers enough. I'm probably going to say this in every episode. Some way, shape, or form, I'm going to talk about how we don't pay teachers enough. We don't pay teachers enough for our funky-ass kids to be sitting in their face asking them questions and talking to them and having (laughs) funky breath and being musty. We don't pay them enough. So, if you go to school with any of my oh. kids, they got extra deodorant if your kids need it. <laughs> but that's what I get into. I'm done. I'm done. I can't my speak on the topic. I don't have any children. <laughs> so, we're going to lean towards the expert on this. One, and I will make sure my and children is, are, are very clean. These are the many which ways I teach my children it is important to give and be there for our friends. Absolutely. Go on, spray some of this old spice, whatever you picked out. Ooh, that which one good. did you? This, do you know I don't want to remember either of those. Places. Oh, that's not the right place. Okay, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but, no, I was like, but that does look good. You might want to try it. But like you, it was somewhere we had those rolls, spring rolls too. Uh, it's a pho place. Those are. Uh, oh, either try fall one or the one place that I love. They always act like they can't work on Mondays. Oh, that's what yeah, it was. Oh, okay, Monday. sorry guys. Um, we. We're multitasking. Mm-hmm. All right. So conclusion in true American fashion, we are sometimes divided when it comes to appropriate hygiene standards and practices. I think I was telling somebody one day that we're, we're so um, just black people as a culture, we are so adamant about hygiene, but I really feel like it comes back from the days where, you know, white people try to act like we were just the dirtiest thing ever and had to scrub everything down, but they didn't want to give us hot water. So we take hygiene very seriously. And I appreciate that about us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to find a way to respect how people feel and be considerate, but do what's best for you. Um, but for me, like part of my hygiene is not just about me and it's not about shame either. I just feel like I don't want to be in a place or around a person that stinks. So I do my best not to stink and be around another person. <laughs> like, I don't know any other way to just plainly say mm-hmm. that. Um, what I won't do is, is be around people or even be in friendships or relationships with someone who stinks all the time. And I don't want to just say stink. Like maybe they just smell weird to me. I still won't be around that person all the time. Um, respectfully, if you couldn't be bothered to shower before seeing me, whether it's a date or just hanging out with my friends or whatever, and you know that you stink or, you know, you participated in an activity that could potentially make you stink, um, that that I just I'm not likely to fuck with you. Um, I understand and have been in situations where I just worked out too late and maybe made that hard choice to reschedule a shower for later. Um, but I typically will at least warn an individual. Um, mm-hmm. After living through a pandemic, 
unless I know you for sure, I have to assume that if you're funky, that you are not taking care of yourself. And, and we can unpack that as friends. If something is wrong, uh, maybe you need to go see a doctor. Maybe you're depressed and that's why you're not bathing or showering. Like whatever that is, like there's no reason to sit around funky. Um, or maybe there's something wrong with the tooth and you're scared to go to the dentist. I will hold your hand and walk you through that. <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we is, how do you not know it's rotting? So yeah, with my with my ex, um, he's he's top two. He's probably one or two favorite ex boyfriends. So if he ever hears this, he probably knows who he is. But I have this vague memory of him having this issue with his tooth, and I thought his breath like we damn near lived together. Every once in a while, his breath was kind of off, but I didn't like this. Is how you know I was in love with this man. But when we finally went to get it taken care of, I'm pretty sure it was like a dental school or something. And he actually had to get that tooth pulled out and I could smell how terrible that was. I was like, I really am in love with this man. Cause this is disgusting. <laughs> like this was awful. I'll be kissing him in the morning though. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. love that man. But let me tell you at this point in my grown, grown life, like if there are consistent funk issues, uh, we got to sit down and unpack this. Uh, because like I said, like I said earlier, I know there were, they weren't my close friends, but there were friends I grew up with that had weird smells. And I know we talked about them in the locker room, at the lunch table or whatever. And I regret not saying something to them. Like not, I don't know what I could have done for them, but I regret not bringing it up. Um, that's, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, at this point in life, like, I think Michelle, you were asking, like, how do we have that conversation with someone? Like, I feel like I'm not, I haven't been forced to have that conversation much lately, but I'm also very picky and introverted about my friends now. Mm -hmm. um, per, hygiene probably has something to do with it too. But, <laughs> like, Remember when I had that phase where I was wearing a lot of perfumes that had that musk in it? And I remember us having a conversation like, Michelle, you wear a lot. I'm like, I'm like, is it like, I was like, yeah. Like this you thing. and I had known each other for <laughs> I, I, I didn't have that let me make sure I qualify this. I yeah. wasn't walking around musty. No. But it was just like I went I went to this phase because I was trying to like be more adult woman like <laughs> and get these fragrances that had like this musk in it instead of like fruity fun fragrances yeah. like I really like. And like, yeah, it wasn't successful. I just smell like an old musk <laughs> lady. Not musty, must musk. Yeah. <laughs> But now you have an amazing perfume collection of I'm all obsessed kinds with perfume. of scents. Like, I'm obsessed with like, perfume. Like, I ask you for advice on different things. It's come full circle. I know. I tried to be all extra in our, in our 20s. Like, ooh, I'm going like, to smell mature. No, and I feel like because you and I were in similar situations where you're constantly working and you're the youngest mm -hmm. of everybody. Or, like, mm -hmm. I was always trying to do shit to just, I just want to look older. older. bitches are always oh, talking about me being a baby. So it's like, exactly. I'm going to get an older haircut. I'm going yes. to wear button ups and slacks any chance that I get instead of just wearing like casual showing your belly type shit. Like yeah. I'm going to dress grown. Like somebody's yes. real mother. Like We always we have to make always have a, a mature look. Extra yeah. stuff to look older. So mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, I think hygiene conversations. Oh, I don't even know if I want to. I can't go too detail, but I, I remember being in a situation. I was kind of already irritable um, from a trip and with some friends and I just was like I just remember just saying out loud and then really regretting like y'all really not gonna take a shower again <laughs> like 
I'll wait. If it's about the hot water, I'll go last. No, I mean, we're going to get in the beach anyway. And I'm like, <laughs> what? But for me, it just was like that. But that's where I came from a place where I was saying, listen, I know that things are debatable and everybody has their different reasons. And <laughs> I have to try not to be offended. But I was like, the fuck? Everybody yeah. sees things. We're getting in the water, and that's not cleansing. That's okay. But hey, I said what I said. But that yeah. just was a thing, that and I realized that that was a culture thing. That was a all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But um, hygiene is important. Smelling good is important. Um, it, not just to avoid diseases, but you feel good when you're clean. Like you just feel better. Um, I don't know. I do at least. But again, like I said, if if you're not taking care of yourself, um, I I got I got questions. That's it. I I really hope like if I go at least three days, I'm say three. I think I've gone two days without a shower. Um, that one weekend, I just was tired and I was emotionally drained from life and life around me, and I slept and watched TV all day for two days. Uh, but yeah, on the, I think that's like on the, the third day, yeah. I I give anyone that listening is. to the sound of my voice and you, Michelle, permission to ask me if I'm okay. But <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's fair. That should it should last like a week and like a Saturday, Sunday, Friday. You know, no. I don't know. You know how those highlight like time. Yeah, Sometimes on the weekends, it will be like you can, it's gonna be a lazy Netflix weekend. is gonna yeah. watch you. It's gonna yeah. ask you, are you still watching? It's going to run into the next day. And then you can never get in the shower. And you just get yourself back reset. And it, and it feels so good when you're in there, too. Yeah. It's just yes. like, it's just such a cleansing. Like, well, I shouldn't have to educate you on this. So yeah. I'm, I digress. However, yeah, we, I think we're all allowed to have those bummy weekends, bummy yeah. days, or or whatever the case may be. Like, mental health is very important. If you yes. need more days than that, no one's judging you. Yeah. Take your time. Do it in your own time. But don't surround yourself by others. Yeah. And let, but unless they're coming to help people. you, yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. we don't want you to stay in a hole where you don't surround yourself by others, where others yeah. can't help you, where you're just you're isolating yourself, where there's no point of contact. It, it is it is good to have some type of awareness, but but self soothing and having some some moment of new time. Do whatever you feel is comfortable. I mean, go do do you girl, do you boy, or do you they them or there. We're we're gonna wrap this up with our favorite, um, somewhat spontaneous segment of our episode. Um, this is where we think about what it, what we saw, what we heard in the news or on social media this week or this month that made you either think, cackle, get angry, or reminded you that humanity might be okay. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Oh yeah. Okay. You go first. I can't find it out. Um, I, I'm okay. This is guys. I prepare for everything except for this segment, and it's always going to be like this. That's so accept me for who I am. Up. Take me as I am, Mary J. Blige. Okay, I can't find the article, but CNN had this article, and I didn't read it all, oh, but it made me think Sarah. of things to bring up. And it was like, um, essentially, the article was just about like if you're mom, if you're a mom, you are winning way more than you think you are. Oh, like um, so, moms. I know I am so hard on myself. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes like I'm bomb shit. They're alive. Um, <laughs> other times I'm like I'm the worst mom in the world. I didn't. I haven't cooked dinner for two days. Um, DoorDash is parenting my son this year. Um, I, I'll be honest. Since I went from one two kids in the house to one kid in the house, it's not even about like a preference of kids. It just was like there's one less mouth to feed. So it is 
sometimes cheaper and more efficient to just order food. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm almost certain my son's love language is me cooking food for him. So I think that psychologically it's not going so well. But if you order the boy some pancakes, he'll forgive you. But anyway, <laughs> the point is the article just had like, it really had me thinking because it was listing some really, really basic stuff. And it was something as simple as like, you played tag with your kids this week and they giggled their ass off. And I'm pretty sure there's a mom who has done that this week, if not more than once. And just sees that as like, that's just the thing that I do. But like, you're still doing great. If you played with your kid this week, you read a book to your kid this week. Um, you fought the urge to go off on your child this week, even if other times this week you did go off on your child. Um, we got to count our wins more often. I, my daughter's going to be 21 tomorrow. I didn't want, I'm not going to bring it up too much because I'll probably cry because it hasn't hit me yet. But man, I think I spent more time um, thinking I was failing at parenting when I could have been celebrating more. But I will say that there were people around me who compliment me all the time and compliment my kids. And I thank God for them. But the article that I read, I'll have a link to it. Um, the article I read just reminded me of those simple things that we get to do, especially in a world where we're so busy now. And we have to be, when you have kids, you have to be a mom and so many other things that keep trying to pull you away from your kids. We got to celebrate more of the little stuff we did. Um, your baby didn't have a rash this week. Please pat yourself on the back. That's hard, especially these little girls. Any little thing you can think of that you did, your kid woke up in a good mood and you ain't fuck up their mood. Like that's a win. Cause I've definitely caught myself being, you know, selfish and not realizing, you know, my son's having, he's having a good day and he actually wants to communicate today. And I'm trying to watch this Netflix. Like I'm going to celebrate when I actually hit pause and listen to him or God knows I've, I'll be in these podcasts, ignoring my kids for days. Um, the moments that I get something right, I want to, I want to acknowledge that more. And I hope moms that hear this acknowledge that more. So yeah, I'll find the article. I'll put the link in there. Um, if you're a mom or a dad, I hope if you don't click on any other links um, that I provide that you click on this one and you celebrate um, just the little tiny ones that you have as a parent because they add up. All right. Did you find it? What you yes, I did. Okay. Uh, speaking of that, great parents raising up phenomenal children. Um, I want to do a spotlight on Savitri Wilson. If you haven't heard of her, she made Forbes magazine as um, one of the solo founders of a tech startup. She's the CEO of a software company and she raised 35 million in venture funding, wow. which I know. So love and support your children, encourage them to dream big and do big and have that diligence to work hard and just allow them to be free and creative in the world is theirs for the taking and $35 million towards venture capitalism mm. is real. And we're super proud of her as a black woman at 35. Yes. Um, and she's share defying her story odds. with your kids. Yes. All our absolutely. kids know who Steve Jobs is. And what's how you say her name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Savitri Wilson. She's a top, one of the top funded black Ooh, women founders in tech. She is a tech. She's a techie. And we yes. just, in STEM is important. We need to encourage that within our community. And it's not geeky. It's cool. And it's how we make the, world run Absolutely. and especially when it comes to the young ones their future is tech and Definitely. so encouraging that more and more every chance we can get every chance you talk to a, a a young one or a kid a child or 
teen, preteen, or I always try to make sure I have a conversation around tech because they're, they are creating and shaping our future, the future that I'm going to live and retire in. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that, you know, their future is bright in whatever way I can do that. And I encourage you guys to do the same. That's my highlight for tonight. Yay. I think that's all we got. Um, any links for any of the surveys I kind of told you about, the articles we talked about are in there. Um, you should be able to leave comments or feedback. Um, if you want to have another conversation about hygiene and we didn't touch on enough, we can have another one. I think we really didn't dig into men, uh, but I want to have a man guest um, host so we can talk about that as well. Um, if you had an amazing mom or grandma or aunt that gave you wonderful tips on hygiene that you think we should share, you should definitely leave that in comments as well too. Thank you guys for listening. I think you're going to love the next episode. So come back and listen to um, and figure out for me um, and us the, the question um, you're going to ask probably after every episode, which is why are you like this? Thank you guys. <laughs> Bye.